I appreciate that people try and sometimes people are trying to help by right. by thinking that they know what it is. But um, if you could jump, some, there's got to be a nice way of saying like, actually, uh, no, like it's actually, <laughs> it's actually not, not it's not that, but like, <laughs> thank you for trying. I appreciate your generosity. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're so yeah. much nicer about it because I think like when I've had, no my, one's like, ever said that in life. <laughs> ever. No one has looked at the therapist and the lawyer and said, you're so much nicer. <laughs> I feel fantastic, and I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think of how I felt that day, when I felt the way that I do right now, right now. I feel fantastic, and I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think of how I felt that day, when I felt the way that I do right now, right now, right now. We uh, thought that we'd just join this discussion on comorbidity, <laughs> so other mental health diagnoses that usually like to hang out with ADHD. Yes. So this is Mental Health Moment, and I am Emily. And I'm Laura. And we are so excited to be doing this live. Um, I and mean, then, we feel a way about it, but we're not sure. We'll find we're out. We're we'll vulnerable. Get there. <laughs> it's happening. And we're open, yeah. and it's cool, and it's we're real. So. And, yeah, you know, there's that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... Let's talk about all the other things that are wrong with me, and then it can help you <laughs> learn what's wrong with you. It'll be great. I um, like focusing on stuff that's wrong with you. Yeah, it's great. I'm like way open to it because I'm like, yes, I've accepted this, and it's it's helpful now. So let's just discuss comorbidities with ADD. Totally. Okay. So when you hear the word comorbid, <clears throat> it just means something that kind of goes along with another right. thing. So for example, depression and anxiety, comorbid. So I like to picture them as like little best friends that are <clears throat> jerks together. Okay. All right. So, because mental way. health diagnoses, like, they get you down a little bit. They, they struggle. They're rude. And so, it's mm-hmm. like all these people that you're just like, ah, dang it, I have to deal with all of you today. It's Jeez. kind of like the bully gang. Yep. You know, like, they just they hang out, out together. And, they feed off each other. The ones that I see most in my practice mm-hmm. when we are dealing with ADHD, uh, I see anxiety, depression, mm-hmm. and also some sensory processing disorder. Oh, gosh. Yeah, which we, which I listened to your podcast last time, and I was like, oh, crap. Just for the record, you can have both types: the mm-hmm. sensory seeking and the sensory what was defensive. Name? Defensive. Mm-hmm. Yep, I have both of those, but like not all the way, so I'm fine. You don't have to worry about me too much. Pray for me, but like you know, rein it in. It's fine. I'll be okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, th- there's a lot of that, and then. Um, I think I read somewhere that if you have ADHD, you have a 50% chance of having, uh, or is it more than that, of having at least one other thing. And then if you have at least one other thing, you have another increased chance. I'm not going to do statistics unless I know them. So that could be a total lie, but it is a quite high chance. It's either 50% or more. I do remember that. They're going to have another comorbid. Usually it's anxiety um, or depression. You have a, you have a good chance. Like it comes with a lot of things, especially if you have it into adulthood. My question for you, I mean, because I don't, I don't experience ADHD, um, but you know, work with a lot of people who do, but for you from like the first person point of view, Mm -hmm. um, what does it feel like to have anxiety when you're also having this ADHD thing? So when you, when you have this attention deficit and there's this distraction thing and there's not the filter there and it's kind of like all of this stuff, then anxiety comes in like. You know what's what really good like about this? Like? Remember when we talked about anxiety and like, I feel like it was the second episode and I was super ADD that day, um, which is funny because uh, it feeds into it. Um, and I kept trying to say like, oh yeah, this is what it's like. And you were like, yeah, kind of. But you know, more typically we see this. 
Um, I was describing a lot of ways anxiety affects me, and then I caught on to like, oh, that's that's ADD anxiety, and so I started telling oh. examples of my friends as if it were me, just being sly, like, oh yeah, let's keep it relevant, let's keep it popping. Um, like I don't do a lot of the regular. Um, anxious things. My anxiety, uh, there's actually a thing. It's something about like you, uh, worry that people are going to reject you all the time and you get really hyper attuned to other people's emotions. And so your anxiety is a lot fueled by what you are perceiving in a room. Like when I was in law school, I could not study in the law school library because I'd walk in and be like, Whoa, I'm like a sneeze away from a panic attack. Just being here. Cause the tension in the room was palpable. Oh. I was like, Oh gosh, that gotcha. guy looks scared. Oh my gosh. And I can't, sometimes I don't want to look at people. Um, do you think that's just because yeah. like, like the filter kind of is missing. Probably. Or you have... Yeah. I don't know why I have to do this, this? every time I say filter. 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 But um, I like it. I'm into it. Um, I think Sweet. maybe that is part of it. Is like, It's not that you don't understand other people or whatever, which can sometimes be a problem with autism. Like They don't get other people's emotions. It may be that you feel things too much. Um, mm. I know that William Dodson wrote a lot about ADHD having um, rejection sensitivity dysphoria. <gasps> Look there at that! Look there. at that! I'm like, rain man, when I want to be, the answers just come to me. Like, five minutes delay. <laughs> you know, I do what I can. Um, that's what it, and I already forgot what it was, but rejection something, dysphoria. Yeah, that. Um, so, um, yeah, where you just, you, you feel too much too often, and that's what makes your life kind of difficult. And then you get oh. anxiety all the time about, like, oh, am I doing everything right? Or that he said that a lot of people with ADHD um, who've learned how to cope, like, they learn how to hyperfocus, or they learn how to turn it on when they need to, um, or, like, sit down and stop moving, be appropriate, don't interrupt people, don't cut lines. Um, <laughs> so, like, social. So, like, normal. When you get socialized, um, as an adult, you will become a perfectionist, and you will beat yourself up over everything that you do wrong, because you're like, everyone, I'm, I don't want to feel the mood shift, I don't want to feel like I'm letting people down, I don't want to feel all these things, and so you become a perfectionist, or you just stop trying altogether, and you're like, I can't, I just can't. Interesting. And he said some of his clients were, like, grown adults who had like never been on a date who had never kept a job for more than a couple weeks and they were perfectly mentally capable of those things they just couldn't and so i think to answer your original question uh anxiety with add is like it's a little bit more it's not so much fear-based it's more like an intense internal pressure based thing like oh gosh something's kind of like your thoughts are spinning yeah spinning and jumping um Flitting really from thing to thing all the time of every, it's like an interpersonal disaster, not like a necessarily an earthquake. Although I really do do that thing about earthquakes. That wasn't made up. That is me. So not a friend. <laughs> so yeah, it's a little feels a little different. And depression can be different too because um, it's not. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say it's in, and this is this will go into our thing about how it's not bipolar. There's mm-hmm. a difference, but I will be depressed for a limited period of time because my brain it goes too fast to be depressed for long because depression does not give it the right kind of dopamine stimulus i think that it needs so it's like so then your brain's like we need to move on like i'll be sad for maybe a couple of weeks where it's like a real problem and i notice it and Mm -hmm. it, it does i think enter into that realm of depression but i do think it is processing it different than i think the average depressed person is processing it but i can't really describe how it's I've seen other people depressed. I've mm-hmm. talked with other depressed people, but it's just not, it's, 
it's its own little thing. And I don't, thankfully it doesn't, I can usually pull myself out of it at least, um, uh-huh. within a couple of weeks, but maybe for other people with ADHD, that's, it's different. I don't know. I have the perfectionist <laughs> ADD type. So like <laughs> so maybe that's part of it where that. I'm like, stop, stop being depressed. This is not productive. Yeah. So one of the things I saw with depression or I see with depression is sometimes, um, people's brains when they're already dealing with ADHD and they're already dealing with some anxiety and they're already dealing with some depression is sometimes they will almost hyper focus on the depression. Oh gosh. Yep. And so it's just that like happens. this, like, I feel so horrible. Mm-hmm. And then it's like all these neural pathways are just kind of like, Oh girl. And we're going to just feel it and we're going to sense Ooh, it and we're staying with it. And you are strumming my pain go. with your fingers. That is, that is just <laughs> like, Whoa. Yeah. I didn't know that was yeah. a thing, but that's exactly what you do. Um, you know, I don't, I think, I think that's just how I've viewed it from viewed the outside. From the outside, You're yeah, is it really it's well, just so. that whole like, I mean, you know, you have this like this sadness. Like, you know, I've worked with uh, somebody who who's been dealing with depression for a really, really, really long time, and the ADHD huh. diagnosis came, diagnosis came a whole lot later. Yeah, um, and the ADHD diagnosis, I mean, just like getting on the right meds and then seeing kind of like <laughs> the difference. They're just like, whoa, like I don't have to just think about the depression. You don't have to ruminate on it, turns out. And it's, I mean, it can be pretty yeah. cool when we figure out kind of the right stuff that's going on with the brain. Yeah. It's also why mindfulness is so helpful um, because you can sort of, when you start noticing your thoughts, all of them, all thousands of them that you have 86 billion times a day, you start realizing, oh, this is transient. And um, it's fine, it's fine. I have like core feelings that are real that I need to validate. But some of these things are just random distractions and I don't have to take the bait. I don't have to go down that avenue. And you start yes. to just sort you start to just sort of like laugh at your ADD uh, catastrophizing brain a little bit. You're like, oh, I don't, I don't have to do that. That's funny. I think part of it, actually, I think being depressed when you have ADD, like I'm not in it right now. So I think I forget how bad it has been in the past. But when you said that you, when you um, like ruminate on it and hyper focus, uh-huh. that's probably... I mean, there are probably people, hopefully, if they listen to this or who need it, um, because they have ADD and that depression, that's probably hopefully helping them a lot to know that that's not like a freaky thing. You're not like a broken, weird person. No. And um, just because some parts of the day you can still find happy distractions doesn't mean that you don't still have depression. I'm not trying to minimize the way that people feel when they have ADD and depression by being right. like, oh, it doesn't last as long, then, you know, whatever. But it's it can be very real when you're in it and it's... Yeah, but and sometimes, and you know, and I think another struggle that that I've seen, um, and I know you and I have briefly talked about it, is is that whole idea of um, you know not having that neurotypical brain or kind of having mm-hmm. those ADHD things can actually be depressing. Yeah, it is actually. Like you <clears throat> see, kind of your peers or your spouse or your friends, Everyone and you're just normal. like, how do um, you? When, but like, how did you, how did you just not progress? I went to college briefly with Sean at the same time. Um, and we even had classes together and it was just so funny to watch, um, a neurotypical person that closely. Like I was living with him and he'd be like, well, we're home from school. Like, why don't we just do our homework now and get it out of the way? And I'm like, what? 
Why would we do that? Why would we do that? Why would we? There's no urgency, and it's not interesting. Why would we do it? Like, gosh, what are you talking about? Um, And just, but it's it can be like funny, but it is. I think the last time I got really depressed, um, I was doing a lot of work in therapy and being like, "Yes, I'm going to fix the things. I'm going to know the things." And I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And I had made like all this progress early on, and then I hit a point where it started to get harder, and then I was like. The things that he would give me, like tip wise, would probably work pretty, uh, I don't know, easily or like in a more understood, straightforward way for a neurotypical person. And it just started to be so overwhelming. And then because I was trying to be mindful, I was paying attention to all my little thoughts Uh and giving them way too much weight, which is not the point of mindfulness. You're supposed to be like, do you need to go down that path? or not. They're just thoughts. And it just became like a disaster of like, you're broken. You're never going to get better. And like work is also super stressful and kicking your butt. And you're just going to like collapse under the pressure that you created yourself. Enjoy being a pancake. That's how it felt. The end. The end. Yeah. But yeah. So huh. depression. That's how that happened. <laughs> of being like, you're crazy. And like ADD sucks really bad and can be really, it's just, but then fortunately I do work with people who have ADD. <clears throat> Whether or not they want to acknowledge it. Um, they do. To one person for sure, another person who's fighting the recent diagnosis. I think you are calling people out right now. I think I am. But okay. I'm related to one of them who knows for sure, so it's fine. He, you know, made me. It's so cool. it's half his fault, so he'll live. It so. kind of helps to see other people be like, oh, I guess sometimes successful people can struggle with this too. And that is that is kind of a light at the end of the tunnel of being like, it's not just you. Well, and I think that's yeah. a really positive reframe too, because I mean, I think that for so long, you know, society and like our culture and, and I mean, it's, it's, it's weird because it's like our culture is kind of geared toward ADHD. Like it's like, you have to switch tasks and you have oh, to gosh. be successful and you have yeah. to like be able to multitask. You'd and think like, it would reward it. Right. But, but it doesn't. It like <laughs> shames it. Like, so for the ADHD um, people who are doing it really well, they're yeah. like, yeah, check me out. I'm doing that. And yeah. they're like, why can't you focus? Right. And it's like, but, but I got 50 things done on my yeah. list. And you know what? Now that I think about it, we really aggrandize the accomplishments of peculiar people. Think of all the movies about the kind of offbeat dude who's like a little weird and maybe he has autism or maybe he has ADD, but he has something about him that is very weird and not neurotypical. And we think, look how much he accomplished. What a beautiful mind like the movie beautiful mind or um you know there's like sherlock oh he's such a weirdo but like look how cool and smart he is we tend to think there's one way to do things but we don't really celebrate the other just like regular people getting stuff done in kind of a right. creative way and kind of maybe a little bit different if but you still get you stuff done but you still get stuff done and you got to kind of celebrate like yeah, maybe this doesn't look like everybody else, but it's still, it's working for me. So I'm just going to keep doing it. And I think that's, that's just a really key thing is it's like, okay, it's working for me. I need to remember that, you know, even if I do things differently, it's not that it's bad because I think that there's so much shame involved um, with even just even stating the diagnosis. I heard from William Dodson that if you are a child with um, ADHD, you will hear 20,000 extra critical messages by the time you are 12 than a neurotypical child people freaking get tired of kids with ADD because we're a hassle but you know what we're also great and I'm sorry I can never remember where my shoes are I'm sorry I couldn't find them today I'm 27 it's fine (laughs) but Um, you got slippers but I got slippers from Fresh Market sensory processing that was the third part because we talked about anxiety we talked about depression and now the sensory processing part so (laughs) you know that just pretty much happens 
if you are dealing with an ADHD diagnosis, you definitely have some sensory issues. Really? I didn't know um, it was like that correlated. I mean, I'd heard about it, but... And, and I don't know the research and I don't know the statistics, so I, I don't feel like I can be like 84%. But like a lot of time. But what I've seen personally in my oh clinical setting is, you know, if you're dealing with that ADHD, if you're dealing with that attention deficit, there, there usually does have to be some sort of sensory processing stuff. I'm just laughing at how true this is. Because it's like, okay, you know, like, again, the filter, because I have to do the hand. You don't have that extra bit of armor Um, that you need to deal with No, you don't. And so, like, people are overwhelming. Oh, gosh. And they're really, like, I mean... And so it's that whole balance of, I mean, as a kid, you know, with ADHD, I mean, if you have that hyperactivity that's predominantly there, uh-huh. you know, you're going to be sensory seeking. Like, I just need to get it, all this input into my body all mm-hmm. the time. Because it actually um, weirdly calms you down. Yes. The input calms you down. It's very weird. Yes. Yep, yep, yes. yep. But whereas if you're predominantly inattentive, <laughs> then it's like... Um, please don't uh, touch me. Why is this tag so itchy? I mean, and you yeah. can have both. And my socks feel really weird. So weird. Um, I'm. St- I still have things that some of the things I outgrew from being a kid. Um, mm-hmm. Thank goodness, because otherwise I wouldn't be able to wear flip flops um, or sandals or shoes. Really. So um, just things. And touching since me. you don't live in Hawaii, um, that's not really an Utah, option. Um, but uh, something that still I still have a thing with my fingers that I won't talk about because it's actually like so bad. That if people do it still, I, I will close my eyes and like blink out for a minute. Like I can't talk about it. It's crazy. It's super crazy. But one time, Sean, I did big eyes. She didn't really like big eyes. Like, um, one time though, like sometimes my fingers bother me when I'm stressed because of the crazy finger thing that I shan't disclose too much. Um, cause then people will do it. Um, but one time I went to a concert with Sean. I went to AWOL Nation, and um, it was so fun. And there was a lot of input. There was a lot of things happening. And at the end of it, I was like, okay, that was too much. I wish I, I – this is a crazy thing to admit, but I was like, I wish I didn't have hands right now. Like, I just wish I didn't have them. This is too much. And Sean's like, why does you – do like, going to a concert huh. make you wish you didn't have hands? That's the craziest thing. But I, I meant it. I was like, it's just too much. We got to go home. And he's like – well, the concert's over. We can go home. Crazy pants. Take your meds. Like, what the heck is that? But yeah, no, sensory things. Um, yeah. I have a lot of them. Just And sensory stuff is legit, too. You know, and I, yes. I think that's another one that people are like, what? Oh, it's fine. You're like, shut um, up, And though. I know Becca and I talked about this last time. Um, mm, it's but it's just that whole, like, I mean, people are just like, no, like, just put your socks on. But for a kiddo or an adult that's like... I would like rather die than wear itchy I socks. Kill yes. yourself. I can't do it. No. And if the line doesn't match Mm-mm. up exactly how it needs to. Oh, gosh. That's a like, crime. That's like, a crime. that's um, one of Sam's things that mm-hmm. he does a lot. So, I mean, I can't even tell you how many socks have, like, been destroyed. Yeah, you know, it's an absolute tragedy. Because it's, like, <laughs> intense. Socks. When people, when you have to, when you're wearing tights and you're an adult and they're, you so, like, you can wear tights and you're fine. But one leg is like somehow crooked and so it feels not the same on each leg that is a nightmare that is a smooth nightmare (laughs) from hell and i'm still it's like i feel like a kid again when i'm like why is this one leg twisted and not and yeah i still i still have that sensory stuff really good just like down in my so you know sensory is cool yep um I'll just give all the crazy examples. Whenever you're like, I love what's the something crazy? crazy? Laura, here's your cue. 
Um, I also like to get, I do the sensory seeking though too. And it's, um, that's, you can have both. They're not mutually exclusive. One thing that I found with a lot of my peeps, uh, that are dealing with ADHD, um, but also have some of that sensory stuff, Mm -hmm. um, weighted blankets. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like have been awesome. And if somebody's like, well, I don't want to buy a weighted blanket cause they are expensive mm-hmm. and maybe Check you Zoom don't Lily have, though. they're on Zoom. I almost just bought one the other day. Cause there I was like, go. cause you know what I do is I have Sean just lay on me, plank on me. Uh-huh. Because you know we're married and I can just demand things like that. Right. Like, no, hey, Sean, like I'm that. freaking out. Like, actually, that's helpful. But that's super, <clears throat> super helpful because it's just that, like, sensory input. So oh, gosh, weighted yeah. blankets are super great at um, calming your senses down. And mm-hmm. also, like, it can help you kind of get in the zone with your ADHD because mm-hmm. I think just that extra sensory input kind of helps that filter kind of get in I don't know how, but it totally bit. does. It's very weird. Yeah. It really does calm you down. Well, hugs have been proven to calm people down, so it kind of makes sense, right? And that makes sense as well. Okay, so I think um, that kind of wraps up our discussion about the sensory process. Well, did we need to talk about anything else with our sensory processing disorder stuff? Um, I mean, there's things you can do. Oh, can you you get rid of this stuff? Well, I don't think you can get rid of it, but I think you can identify strategies to lower your baseline of distress. Uh-oh. Okay, is this that thing where it's exposure therapy and I have to do the things that I hate? No, I'm, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like for you, you found direct pressure, so, like, a weighted sure. blanket or, like... That's true. Like, getting a tight hug. Mm-hmm. You know, that's helpful for you when you're feeling kind of like, oh! Yes. Um, Sensory-seeking stuff, sometimes you have to, like, headbang to loud music, mm-hmm. um, jump on a trampoline. That's great, even for adults mm-hmm. who are sensory-seekers. It's like, yep. just go out and jump and just, like, move. Dancing. Singing in a choir, mm-hmm. also super helpful. Yes. Um, so there's definite things you can do. And singing in a choir can also help your ADHD because it kind of gives you, like... Oh, you can totally focus. If it's your thing, go out and, like, try some music. Yep. Um... Anyway, so that is, you know, that continuation discussion of that comorbid stuff, the mm-hmm. uh, anxiety and depression and sensory processing that usually go along uh, with the uh, adult ADD or mm-hmm. adult ADHD. Yep. Again, for those who are out there viewing, mm-hmm. um, we're super excited that you guys joined us tonight. Um, to our listeners who are going to hear this podcast after it's all been edited. Um, <laughs> you missed a lot. <laughs> We just want to say, you know, if this is fun for you guys, I know this is fun for us. Yeah. Uh, let us know, like, in the comments or whatever, if you want to see more live podcasting episodes. Ooh, and yeah. We could do, like, a Q&A be so, like, yeah. <gasps> Q&A. Uh, we would like to just invite you to subscribe. Mm-hmm. Um, subscribe on iTunes or whatever, like, the droid version of that is. Yeah. Um, you know, that other app. one. That other thing. Um, yeah. Mental health moment. Also follow us on Facebook. If you're hanging out with us live, you are following us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, and also follow us on Instagram, mental health moment. Mm-hmm. Um, check out our website, emilycanubold.com. And we'd like to thank Jonathan Colton for the music mm-hmm. and any questions or any comments. We'd love to hear them. We seriously love them. You can always leave us a message on our website. You can leave us a message on Facebook or Instagram. Mm-hmm. We're there. Yep. Okay. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. I feel fantastic. And I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think about what I felt that day. When I felt the way that I do right now. Right now. I feel fantastic. And I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think about what I felt that day. When I felt the way that I do right now. Right now. Right now.